Welcome to another episode of BHP Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. Today I'm speaking with author Blaine Langberg as he debuts his novel, Journey of a Jew Boo, How a Neurotic Jew Found His Inner Boo. He is a great guest. He's a full-time orthodontist. He's a stand-up comedian. And now he can add author to his list of accomplishments. So let's just get right to it. Welcome to the book club. Welcome to the podcast. Author Blaine Langberg. Blaine, thank you so much for being a member of the book club and being on the podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Kelly. I'm really excited to be here. And I'm a fan myself. I really admire what you're doing for authors and the platform you're giving. Thank well, you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So before we get into your debut novel, is that your debut novel? It is. Yes. Okay. So before novel. we get into your debut novel, let's talk about Blaine the writer. Like, how did you get on this writing journey and decide that this particular book was going to be your debut novel? So I uh, build myself as an orthodontist by day and a writer and comedian at night. So I have a day job, which um, keeps me very busy, but I've always had a passion for storytelling. So, and it actually dates back to college when I was a math major and an English minor. I've always loved kind of problem solving in the scientific side, hence becoming a dentist and then a specialist in straightening teeth. And then I have the whole other side of really enjoying a great story, consuming, you know, whether it be a book or a movie or TV shows, I, I just love a good story. So uh, no time for any of that when I was in, in, in my studies in dental school and then after that three more years of orthodontics. But when I got out into the real world at 30 years old, um, I had more free time than, than studying and, and doing all my school stuff. So in addition to, you know, marriage and balancing, you know, family life and my practice, I dove into writing, exploring really my other passions. And, um, and I think like you, I actually wrote a movie script uh, with a friend. Then I had sort of more energy and I wrote another movie script and nothing ever came with the, the movie scripts. As you know, it takes a team and like you need a lot of connections to foster those relationships for a movie script. Um, they're still on my computer. I mean, I don't want them to, to die. I, I still want them to breathe. But I also thought, you know, let me do something really organic, just myself. And I began to do more journaling and more, um, you know, writing about what I was experiencing. So the, uh, the story is about a neurotic Jewish dentist searching for inner peace. <laughs> so it's the ultimate illustration of write what you know. And, um, and then kind of what I did was I took, you know, parts of my life and I blew them into an exaggerated form of a story to make it more entertaining than, than when my life really is. So that's, um, and I've, and then not just by myself, but as you know, along the journey, you meet people and I did join, um, a writing group and it was great. Cause you, you know, you, you share, you share your stories and people give you ideas and connect with it. And then I just kept on fostering relationships that way outside of work with, um, and it just kept on building my story. And um, after seven years, uh, the result is is the book, Journey of a Jew Boo. So 
when you are on this journey to to do this book was your plans always to self-publish the book or were you out there searching for a publisher yeah that was the dream to get it published and get a review in the new york times and be a bestseller on amazon uh, but you know, I did. I, I submitted it. Um, I did the whole query letter thing. I learned a lot about that, which is, you know, it's specialty in and of itself, in addition to your novel. You know, I, I learned writing a blurb about your book is a whole specialty, a query letter, uh, formatting it so that it catches people's attention. So I would say I, I submitted to about 100, over 100 agents trying to catch lightning in a bottle. And I found it was very, very tough and challenging. Um, so I did get a couple of people who said they wanted more, you know, they wanted another 50 pages or they were interested, which I heard from other, a lot of people that that was very good for a first time writer. So I thought, huh, maybe I'm onto something. Um, but you know, then you, even after you send them more additional pages of your book, they're still waiting and waiting. And I was having, um, a lot, I was, you know, having patience, but, um, at some point I said, you know what, it, this is not, <laughs> um, I can't, I can only wait for so long. So I found a small um, independent publisher and I paid for it. So, you know, it, it's self-published, but he did help edit it. He has a small label. Uh, so I feel like it's sort of the best of both worlds because he accepted me. We, we worked together to make that final edit, um, but I own it. You know, he, he was very good to collaborate with. So, yeah, um, and that's that's the thing. So once you got it published, right? It's published now. Now yes. what? Now what? Now comes the marketing <laughs> and uh, um, being on podcasts, meeting uh, great people, interesting people like yourself, and trying to get out there. And it is hard, you know, when you have a full time job and you're, um, you know, you're dealing with another set of patients, which are the patients I work on. Um, you know, I try and do that on the side on my non-patient days. Uh, I try and I always have a book on me when I travel. So I've been into bookstores as far away as like Pennsylvania and Vermont and pitched my book to them to, to be in local bookstores. And that's the other thing. He was really good. I don't know if your you know, viewers, uh, listeners know this, is you not just, you don't want to be in just Amazon, but you want to be on Ingram Sparks. Like if you're doing it yourself, book, um, you know, booksellers won't touch anything just on Amazon. So he educated me a lot on the field that it's not just Amazon, but you want to be on Ingram Sparks. You want to have two different publications. You also want to have an ebook, um, Kindle, or I do something called draft to digital, which allows me different platforms than just, uh, just Kindle. So it was, it was a great education. You know, I was, I've spoken to a lot of people and it really helped. And I've also helped educate people that, you know, you want to do it in a couple of different venues. And I, to be honest, that was a dream of mine to be like in my local bookstore and have my book on their shelves, uh, to have it in the local library. And actually that's something I, I want to do is pitch it to more to libraries. I, you know, you can, libraries can now order the book and, and I think it'd be cool to get out there and do it. Uh, I just have to find the time. Yeah, you need the time and you got to have the creativity and the patience to kind of think out of the box. Like, how are you going to market? Because, you know, when you're when you're talking about your book and we'll talk about it here in a moment, how did you figure out who your audience was? Oh, that's a great question. And honestly, I'm still figuring it out because um, my book's unusual. It's about uh, I say I I um 
So I feel like my book is a combination of um, sort of spirituality, self-help, a little bit of religion. But then on the other hand, it's humorous. It's a satire. Um, and to be honest, I entered it into a number of book competitions, which um, I don't know if you've explored with other people. And that was really exciting for me. I won a couple of awards for the book and um, I did enter it in different categories to, to see how it would do. And I won a number of categories of, of comedy, which was cool. Uh, so I think that's what makes my book unique is I feel like it can cross over into different genres. But on the other hand, it's hard to sell, you know, and agents didn't latch on because it's not in one. It doesn't have one specific recipe. I'll tell you a funny story, um, which was really eye opening to me is, um, you know, I considered I wrote the book for myself. You know, let's be honest. I wrote it because I found it funny. Um, I have this like Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld sense of humor. You know, people have told me I look like Larry <laughs> David, but, you know, who could after he could afford a haircut. Right. <laughs> So I, um, you know, for me, I always, I knew the book was kind of fun for me and I get given it to a couple of friends when it was, you know, at sort of my beta readers and they thought it was very funny. They related and I knew they would, right? We're friends for a reason. But the eye-opening experience was one of my buddies left the book on his coffee table and his wife picked it up and she started reading it. And then he told me like a couple of days later, oh, Debbie started reading it. I was like, oh no, she's gonna think I'm nuts. Like, you know, what is, she's gonna read about this crazy uh, neurotic dentist who's, you know, having funny conversations with his friends and kind of gets, try and gets awakened. And um, she texted me, uh, she's my friend too. And she's like, your book is hilarious. It's really cracking me up. It's fun to see what my husband and his friends are thinking and talking about. And that was really eye-opening that a woman um, would connect with it. And she's like, this is honestly a fun beach read. So that was really cool to me that, you know, to have other people, uh, you know, different people really connect with it and think it's, it's funny. So uh, to answer your question, I'm hoping it could appeal to more, you know, I originally thought like, um, sort of a middle-class man experiencing like that, you know, um, kind of midlife crisis, awakening, uh, kind of coming of age when they're 40. But yet I find women have related and even um, people who, you don't have to be Jewish or Buddhist because Jubu stands for Jewish Buddhist. But I think, you you know, if you wanna um, open your mind and explore about different spiritualities and then also laugh and have a good sense of humor about it, I think the book, you know, you can relate to the book. So that's a perfect segue. So share with us about the book as much as you want the listeners to know. Sure. So I would say um, there's a lot of pop culture references. And as I said, I, I pitch it as, um, or I, I do pitch it as like Larry David meets the Buddha. So a neurotic Jewish dentist who is uh, kind of is searching for inner peace. And I think a lot of us can relate to that, you know, the anxiety of the world today. And um, it parallels my life of turning 40. Uh, I would get sort of like when I'm sleeping, almost like panic attacks and then a little bit at the office, just feeling kind of anxious, my heart racing. And I began to explore, you know, why is my body like not following my mind? You know, what is going on? So in that regard, I created a fictitious world. Um, I'm an orthodontist writing a novel. Uh, so it's kind of a book within a book. 
which it's a little hard to explain, but you know, that parallels my life of uh, an orthodontist wanting to be an author. And then um, he meets an agent who says, you know, I love your story, but I don't like your character. Why don't you just write your autobiography? So the orthodontist has to actually, he reads the book that he wrote because it, it's been a while, right? Since he wrote the book. And as an author, you can relate. Like sometimes, you know, you forget what you wrote, especially right. it's been a while. So you're rereading the book with the orthodontist. So it's a little bit of, you know, kind of following back and forth the characters, but I think it makes it fun. And um, so then you follow this, the main character is this dentist named Adam Freeman. And he is um, kind of a jerk at work. He's really stressed. He's not the nicest husband. And he, um, and he's really having problems kind of concentrating. He has a nervous twitch. And he, he essentially is learning about his body and he learns how to meditate with the help of a friend and kind of joining, uh, just different adventures happen to him. So you, uh, and then he's learning about like meditation and Buddhism while he's like this neur neurotic Jewish guy. So I it also take you into the world of spirituality, like um, what it's like to be a Buddhist, what it's like to um, learn how to meditate. So you, to me, you get like nuggets on on those things, which are, I think are becoming more and more popular in today's crazy, busy, busy world. Um, you know, mindfulness, I know that's a buzzword, but I feel like my book addresses that in a funny way. Cause I didn't want to lecture about it. I didn't want to, you know, write a nonfiction. I didn't want to write a nonfiction book. So I made it um, a fictitious journey while also trying to impart, you know, pearls of wisdom on, on what I've learned and hopefully pass that along to the reader. I think ultimately everybody or anyone who writes a book just wants somebody to read it and like it, right? Ultimately, after seven years, your end goal is that somebody will read the book and like the book. You know, hopefully they'll buy the book, read the book, like the book, and then review the book. Right. Yes. And I think it's also about, I totally agree, Kelly. And it's also about connection, right? I mean, you want to feel connected to people and what, what better way than somebody reads, you know, something I've worked on for seven years and said, wow, like that guy, I really connected with what he had to say, or I like the character or, you know what? I, I didn't like him at first. Cause I have to admit it, it is kind of that anti-hero in the beginning. Um, but if you give them a chance and you know you find them humorous, I think you can see a little bit of yourself, hopefully, in him. Hopefully not too much, but then kind of grow to, to like him along the journey. So, and I, yeah. I like what your book is about because things like spirituality and connecting are things that, that just crosses all lines, right? Ultimately, it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or Buddhist or whatever. I think everybody is always looking to, uh, for a way to connect um, spiritually and then with one another, with other people as well. Yeah, and I, yeah, but, and I don't, I mean, because sometimes you talk about like religion or God or spirituality and people like zone out, they don't want to go there. But I, my goal is to make it fun and entertaining and then kind of sneak it in like, you know what? Hey, maybe there is something to this meditation. And to me, like you said, um, ultimately I, I want people to, to like it, but I also don't mind if the book, you know, causes you to think a little bit. I've had some people tell me, you know, yeah, this is, I like this, but I didn't like that. And that's okay. You're not going to like every single part of it, um, but hopefully you can connect with some parts of it and you get something out of it. 
So this is your debut novel. Are you working on anything else? Do you now have the author bug where you are not one and done, but now there's another one percolating either here in your head or it's starting to appear on paper? Where are you? So I did write a second, I wrote a draft of the second novel, kind of my working title is like the Jubu part two, um, but it has a lot of work to do. So I, um, I am, you know, I actually, to be honest, I hit a big block. I had somebody review it and um, they, they got me off my game because like I knew it was a rough draft, but I probably should have waited to, to show it to people. So. I'm a little off my game, but I, I've got to get back on it. Yeah. So is is Jubu a series? Um, you know what? Honestly, the dream is to make it into like a TV series or movie. And um, but I want to keep on part of the keep on doing that is keep the characters living and keep, you know, writing more books so I have more content. So I know where they want to go, but yeah, I would love it to be a series. That's so do the you dream. think that Jubu, as far as the books go, there's another two or three or four books there yeah i invent i envision a trilogy okay. i um yeah i do i kind of i look at it as like um because adam has like a bunch of buddies they call themselves the four horsemen and uh i imagine it's kind of like the big bang meets the entourage <laughs> like kind of geeky <laughs> guy who try and be cool and um and you know to me they make me laugh and they're enter entertaining so i i would love to continue that and um and like you, you know, your your book that you wrote took you on this journey of the podcast, right? And um, a cool thing that's happened to me is um, I pitched, I tried to pitch my book to um, The Celestine Prophecy. Have you ever read that book? I have. Great book, right? So I pitched it to them as Seinfeld meets The Celestine Prophecy, asking for a review from um, the author, James Redfield. He um, is so busy, didn't get back to me, but his lead assistant did. She really liked my pitch. So we've been in touch. So I've actually been um, working with her and their website a little bit from my book. So I, I just recently wrote an article for them about meditation. They have a, a project called the Celestine Vision. So it's kind of neat. I've been doing some other things on the side that kind of like you branched off from my book that I'm, that I'm enjoying. Yeah, it kind of opens doors that you never thought it would when you're on this writing journey and, and it can take you places. And I think it's really cool, Blaine, that you are not afraid to pitch your book. I think a lot of authors sometimes get stuck in their own head or get in their own way or maybe they'll get a bad review and they'll start to doubt themselves. And so they maybe not want to pitch it with confidence, right? Yeah, but I yeah. love how you're out there just pitching it to whoever, right? Because <laughs> that's exactly what you have to do. And not everybody has it in them to do it. I don't know if in the beginning I could have necessarily done that, right? Because I didn't have the confidence or the knowledge that I have now. But I just love when, I, when I, I like that people, I love when people get out there and take these risks to get to their dream because that's ultimately what it's all about. So kudos to you. Thank you. But, and you know what though? You're underselling yourself because I mean, you've done a whole podcast on talking about your trials and tribulations of your book, <laughs> right? So you're, and I really admire that talking about your successes and your failures, right? So that's amazing. Like you've given, you've had the courage to share your story. And I think that's great. 
Well, I ultimately my goal is to stop or to prevent somebody from going down that same road that I went down because I didn't know anything when I when I thought you know I'm going to be this pub this author and you know I'm going to write this book I'm going to send it out a couple query letters maybe three or four instant agent publisher <laughs> I'll be on book tour in six months right and nothing it didn't turn out any way that I thought it would I had no idea that there were people that were there to rip you off I had no idea that you know that everything costs money to do whatever you want to do um mm -hmm. how to find an editor how to format the book you know book cover what what do you mean right yeah, <laughs> and so I just never even thought about all that stuff until I was done with the manuscript and I was ready. And the first time that somebody said no, those rejections are rough. Yeah. You know, I do you find, you know what I found? Cause I hear you. Like I will get somebody, you know, kind of a, if I've gotten a negative review or, or somebody will say something that will surprise me about my book. I do find the universe works in strange ways because like maybe a couple days later, all of a sudden somebody will be like, I loved your book or somebody will, will buy it and, and say something nice or a patient will walk in and say, hey, this is a really cool that you did that. Um, you, you know, so kind of giving me a little bit more of that positive affirmation and then I hang on to that and then and I get in, you know. And I, I think, in, I think uh, you have to hang on to the positive I, and let go of the negative. I, sometimes I think we tend to hold on to the negative, right? The negative yeah. review, the negative whatever, you tend to kind of hold on to it. But honestly, just you as an author, putting yourself out there is amazing. So oh, anybody who does that is it's amazing because a lot of people won't, right? A yeah. lot of people won't. I think everybody has at least one book in them, right? And most of us will not do it for whatever reason, fear, whatever. You got to really expose yourself as an author. Not only do you, not only are you putting your work out there for the whole world to scrutinize because it's on Amazon, so the whole world has access to it. Even though the whole world may not look at it, the whole world has access to your book. Yes. So go look at it. So not only that, but now you are subject to criticism and reviews, right? Yeah. And you've made yourself vulnerable. Not only that, now you're marketing and pitching it and asking people to read it and that's huge within itself right because i used to be one of those closet writers where i would write a lot of stuff but nobody's reading this stuff right and it took me a long time to actually let people read my work wow so when i see the things that you are doing when i listen to you talk i think to myself that's amazing. So congratulations, Blaine. Now I'm just going to wait for you to tell me when you're going to do the audiobook. <laughs> that is one of that is my next step. I know. Um, I would love to chat with you privately or even, you know, <laughs> if you have some podcasts, let's turn turn me on to them about the, that step. I've done some research, but I haven't found somebody and you know it's all about that who I connect with who um, has followed up with me. So I've got to be a little bit more persistent in that regard with the audiobook. Yeah, and it's becoming more and more popular and it's, it used to be kind of out of reach. Now yeah. it's very reachable. Amazon has a platform that you should look into. Their platform's pretty good. A lot of people okay. use that one. Amazon's platform is kind of where you can do it two ways. You can hire somebody to read your book for you and pay yeah. them their rate. 
or you can split the the profit with them 50 50. so you don't pay them anything up front Mm. they record your book for you and you guys split the proceeds so that's Um, a great way to do an audiobook or you can do it yourself right so there are three different ways you can do it but i've talked to somebody who did the split and they said it worked out great now i don't know how long you have to split the proceeds with them i don't know what the length of time is but they said that they interviewed a lot of people they found because there are people who will go on to the amazon platform who will put themselves in that category i will record your book for 50 percent of the proceeds so you look at those individuals and then she found somebody to read her book and she said it turned out great huh and you feel like it's worth it because you know how it goes you spend like a thousand dollars in advertising and sell five copies and it's not a great way to run a business so well i mean and that's that's the risk that you yeah. and this other person take right yeah. they're taking a risk that you guys may only sell two copies and right. they're the one who's doing technically all the work. The work, yeah. Your book. Um, and then you're taking the risk that you're only going to sell two copies, but yeah. you're not out anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think audiobooks opens your book up to a whole brand new audience. Okay. For the people that just don't feel they have the time to pick up a book. Okay. But there's a ton of people out there who will listen okay. to your book. And I just feel like you should look into it. And th- I, I tell this to everybody, I'm actually recording my own audiobook. It's a lot harder than I thought. I yeah. I recorded the whole book once, didn't like it. I called that my first draft as I was <laughs> writing because I made a lot yeah. of errors and I can hear stuff. And so I'm gonna go record it over the Christmas break again. And yeah. then re- and then I'll, cause I'm, I, I had to do it once cause I didn't know anything, right? Yeah. So, and if I don't like the second one, then I will look for somebody to record it. But I want to at least try it one more time before I go yeah. that route. Okay, that's good advice. Thank you. Yeah, I, you're I, welcome. I, I need to, uh, it's good to inspire me more. This is, those are good. Yeah, so you've got some options and you won't be out any money if you try, or you'll be out whatever the person, and, and really what they charge is their level of experience. Cause you have a lot of people who are yeah. brand new to doing yeah. voiceover but then you'll have people who are very experienced. So, and that will be for you to decide, but you might be able to find a neurotic Jewish voice that you really like for your audiobook. Yeah, and I I think I need somebody with experience because it's very dialogue driven. There's a lot of kind of fun, humorous dialogue. So, and I tried to do it myself at one point, but I'm too monotone. Like it did not, (laughs) it did not work. I put my audience to sleep. So yeah, it's uh, harder than it sounds. It's harder than it sounds, but you've got some options. So Blaine, thank you so much for being on the podcast and, and, and coming on and sharing your story. Um, I do expect that when you get that second book out that you come back and you share with us, um, you know, as the journey of the Jubu continues. Thank you, Kelly. It's been a pleasure. And I look forward to coming back on with the sequel. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to another episode of BHP Book Club. I am Kelly Morgan, your host. I just wrapped up with author Blaine Langberg as we talked about his book, Journey of a Jew Boo, How a Neurotic Jew 
found his inner boo. He was a great guest. The book is available on Amazon and anywhere good books are sold. If you are an author and you would like to be on the podcast, it's really simple. Just go to my website, brightheadedpublishing.com. Go to the contact page, fill it out. We'll get in touch. Next thing you know, easy peasy, you're on the podcast promoting your book, sharing your story with all of us. Next week, another author. But until then, keep writing.